He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. The melting of the in Greenland ice sheet affects uh, uh, um, rough that was rough man i tell you what folks it's tuesday i'm drew brookwood this is my show that was george soros george was apparently having an aneurysm live on the stage i'm over here going yes say it and That's. I mean, it hey, sounds. I mean, maybe I, I he's got it. indigestion. It could. You know what? It could be irritable bowel. You know, bowel syndrome. I, yes. Yeah. Something like that. It's inflammation. I, I, I of get the, it. I, I've been at loss for words, but he's reading. <laughs> no, exactly. Reading. It's. No, I mean that's <laughs> right that, in front of him. That's a troubling thing. And look, let's be clear, real quick, okay? Let's be. Let me. Let me get to this real quick, Sandra. For real. I don't know about you guys, but I'm planning on stocking up on Johnny Walker Green and firecrackers. We'll go out with the bang. I love it, Sandra. I'll be honest, green's not my favorite of those, but I'll do it. One of my bosses, female boss back in Afghanistan, multiple times over. Great boss, good friend. She was huge on green. She loved some Johnny Walker green. Uh, I, I was always a gold guy, um, but I'll do, I'll do any of them. I, you know, there's no need to be snobby about this. But I, I, I'd say, yeah, I'd say green's good. It's up there. It's, no, it's, it's delicious. Than, it's delicious. I think it's better than red. Oh, yeah, red's, yeah, it's red. Yeah. I'm, you know, I don't want to... Let's move on before I say something stupid. But, but to be clear, going back to Soros there, who who had some sort of like medical event happening there, and I laugh because I don't care about him whatsoever. I, I always say, and I mean it. When I say it, I mean it. That I don't wish ill upon a lot of our political enemies. I don't like them. I think they're horrible for us. But I, that's just not how I do things as a human being. If you're a terrorist in my old job, don't care. Happy to kill you. Happy to kill you in front of your children. I don't care. But but most people in a normal setting, I don't wish the worst for. George Soros, differently. I think differently about that. This dude can't go soon enough. He has he has done so much to hurt this country. The dude's a terrorist. He's not, he's not labeled a terrorist, but he is a terrorist. When you look at what he does across the planet, but specifically right here to undermine things in America, man, that guy's a douche. What a douche. <clears throat> All right. Let's get into it. <laughs> I, love, I love some of the... Uh, you spelled my name wrong, Wallace. You douchemonger. If you're going to troll, find somewhere else. We, we just don't care here. This isn't a Trump show. This is a show for Americans. Um, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Um, okay. And if you're on our side and I just said that, then whatever. Uh, <clears throat> but... We have a lot to get into today. A lot to get into today. I, and I've got a lot of energy, so just 
sit back and be ready for whatever's going to happen here. But <clears throat> I got my popcorn ready. Get your popcorn ready. That's Dan. You know what? You know, oh, here's the thing. Side thing. So we're moving into a new studio. I'm real excited about it. And I, I found a popcorn maker for said studio the other day. See how off track? Well, it's because well, it's because we had one in the last one, and it was fantastic. It was like, who fantastic. wants popcorn? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's let's go. <laughs> it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be good. Um. Okay. So James O'Keefe out at Veritas. We're gonna talk about that. And then things got a whole lot more frosty overseas and I, and not in a good way i'm telling you guys we talk about it every day i'm sick of talking about it we talk about it on foreign domestic over on red voice media every weekend but we have to talk about it because the stuff that's going on and the stuff that happened in particular uh particular this week with regards to ukraine and russia y'all it's not good it's not good we got more chemical plants and and manufacturing plant explosions happening none of it good then over on booze and banter we're going to get into this. There's a lot of people who are feisty about one of my tweets. Okay. You should know. DW all should know. I just don't care. I don't, I don't value your, your opinions on Twitter. And, and if you're going to come troll here, I just don't care. But, but students and the gun control crowd there are, are lobbying for gun control. And I get it, right? I get it. It was an awful tragedy that happened in East Lansing, Michigan, at Michigan State University. But they're talking about these laws that would do absolutely nothing to stop what transpired in East Lansing last week. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about DeSantis, who appears to be stepping up his efforts in terms of any kind of campaign stuff and any kind of announcement stuff. There's some response to all of that. There's plenty more we're going to get into. That's over at redvoicemedia.com. You sign up there. Go to redvoicemedia.com. Go to premium and then use promo code DREW, D-R-E-W. You're good to go. Okay. That's all you got to do. We were giving you some other links now. We got that set. All you got to do is plug in promo code DREW and you're set. Redvoicemedia.com. Use promo code DREW. You're going to not only get access to booze and banter and other premium content here, but you're going to get tons of other stuff on the network. And let me just tell you, because Little Birdie told me, the Little Birdie's me, that there's a lot of amazing stuff coming to the network in the next month or two here. So you're going to want to be there. So get there now. Are you yourself in the third person again? I am. Yes. Okay. I, I definitely am. Um, all right. And D.W. Wallace, you're welcome to your opinions. You're just not welcome to him here because you're clearly a douchebag who's a hateful person, uh, hates himself. You know, your wife probably hates you, too. So we'll see you later. Thanks for stopping by. Um, OK, so so James O'Keefe got the boot from the company that he started, Project Veritas. And more information is coming to light about the board of directors and the board of, specifically the, the coup by the board of directors that ousted James O'Keefe, there was a, uh, uh, an email that surfaced and you've maybe seen it by now, but there's an email that surfaced from one of the board of directors and it gives you insight about their opinions of James O'Keefe. It's on the screen there. Now I'll read it here for you, but it says this, we must take this opportunity to prove the, the to prove that project Veritas is not a cult of personality but a force to be reckoned with. We will grow and thrive and produce and distribute content that, that uncovers corruption and hypocrisy as we always have. We may have many new faces to show off our growing audience who are curious what we can do. Let's show them. So whoever wrote this email has no clue, and they should because they're on the board of directors. They're, you know, in theory, intricately involved with all of this stuff. But... They have no clue that James O'Keefe is 
Project Veritas. You don't have, look, you don't have to like James O'Keefe. I don't care if you like James O'Keefe or not. But you need to at least, let's come in with the baseline understanding that Project Veritas and James O'Keefe are one and the same. It is not Project Veritas without him. He's yeah, been was, the front was, man for 13 years. I was going to say, uh, we want it to be a force to be reckoned with. Okay, well, you just get rid of your best pitcher. Or your exactly. Best pitcher, however you want to do it. Like you Closer, just pitcher, best, whatever. Yeah, your like, star quarterback. You, you literally just got rid of what it is. And, I and hey, you know what? I hope that they do better, and I hope that they stay what it is. But he, like, you know, he, you're right. He, he, he is Project Veritas. But whatever. Okay. Yeah, I mean, welcome to 2023. It's so fun, people. It's yeah, going to so get more I, fun. I had a, fr- I had a friend uh, who uh, was for like five plus years working over at Meow Wolf, and he was in great position of what he was doing. It was help with like evolving it and growing it and everything. And after five years, they came and said, you know what? We want to have someone who's worked outside of Meow Wolf and worked in different areas yeah. of, other than just in art. And he's like, you just explained my entire resume. Like, I've only been here for five years. I, I did other stuff out of here. He's like, well, we just want to go a different direction. Right. He's like, you should have just led with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> right? Like, Well, so in response to all of this, in response to all this nonsense, the board getting rid of him, kicking him out, ousting him, James O'Keefe pulled the staff together at Project Veritas yesterday and informed them of the details of his forced departure Here's a he's, it was a 45 minute speech. You can go find it if you want to watch all of it, uh, if you haven't already watched it. But here's here's a clip, one of two. We're going to show you another one from his departure speech. Even so, as a former board member told me 10 years ago, Project Veritas will never be stopped from the outside. It will only be because we stopped ourselves. Right? I'll get to that too in a minute. Prophetic as it may be, that is exactly where we find ourselves in the situation today. A situation where I've been stripped of my authority as CEO and removed from the board of directors. I bet you didn't know that. I'll get to that in a minute. Contrary to what public statements may say. All right, so Project Veritas will never be stopped from the outside. It will only be stopped if we stopped ourselves, he said. That's a very poignant sentence, and James is correct. Something we're experiencing, by the way, here in our country, too. But destructive forces inside Project Veritas have outside allegiances that are way stronger, clearly, than the loyalty they have for Project Veritas's mission. And over the years, as we talk about and we've showed, I mean, I don't know, the, the amount of clips that we've shown on this show is it's damn near infinite. But, but these guys have done more substantive hidden camera reporting than any of the corporate media news outlets. By, I mean, like by galaxies, right? But it was this last hidden camera report about Pfizer that set the coup in motion. That's, that's what did it. We talked about it last week. Big Pharma is one of the sacred cows that journalists can't go after. They just can't go there. It's something you can't talk about. I'm not saying you can't, you shouldn't, that we can't, and then we shouldn't. We will. But I'm, within the industry, it's kind of just understood, okay, well, you can't touch them. Don't touch Moderna or Pfizer or any of these other big ones that spend buku bucks, over 75% of our marketing and advertising budget on the networks. So you can't go after them, but go after them. But obviously, someone on the Veritas board must have deep connections in the world of big pharma. Because that's how you get here. What they reported on, what James and his team reported on, was bang up work. It was outstanding. It's the kind of stuff that we knew to be true and it was proven. 
by an insider at Pfizer. But they're not saying, oh, you hurt our feelings, you win against our big pharma buddies. No, no, no. What they're saying, they're saying is that James misused company funds. Not embezzled from the company, just but, you know, took one too many Uber black rides through a staff party, booked a private jet to meet a mechanic about some repairs for his boat. These are all, if, if you can step back and be just reasonable for a second, and it's, it's hard for people to do that, I get it. But these are all reasonable expenditures in the big picture of Project Veritas and their operating budget. They just are. Thank you, Royal. I appreciate it. These, these types of expenditures are not questioned when the person who's making the, you know, ex, 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 expensing those funds is making more money for the company. It's like working for a multi-million dollar project. You've got this big project on the line that could be bringing buku bucks. And you, you take the client out to dinner and buy a couple of bottle of wine. A couple of bottles of wine, maybe something nice. Maybe you get some Camus. Obviously, you can go nicer than that, but Camus is nice. It's a, good, it's a good bottle of wine. But you do that, and you expense it to the company. Now, technically, as is the case for a lot of organizations, the company does not pay for alcohol. But in this instance, you let it slide. You overlook it because a $1,200 meal is an okay deal when you're getting millions for a contract on the back end. That's the kind of nonsense that we're talking about here. It's the same situation with James and, and what's going on with Project Veritas. The board of directors just simply found a technicality that they could exploit and use to force James out the door. His departure has absolutely zero to do with violating company policy and everything, everything to do with violating the unspoken rule that news organizations don't go after Big Pharma. I mean, think about it. The hidden camera footage that was obtained, we've showed on the show, uh, of the Pfizer executive bragging about how Pfizer cons was considering gain-of-function research. That was a damning video. All of the videos that they do are great, and all of them are damning for whoever's on the other end of the camera. But that one, that one in particular, so damning that all of the media outlets, with the exception of Fox, ignored the story completely. But this dude, that, that very flamboyant dude on the camera, was talking about a pharmaceutical company creating viruses in order to create vaccines for the virus that they were thinking of creating. The footage is ap it, it's absolutely astonishing. And it confirmed a lot of fears about the pharmaceutical industry. They're not in the business to cure diseases, you guys. They're in the business to prolong the diseases and then create the medicines to fight the disease. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely sickening when you think about who these people are and how much money and how much power and how much influence and all of that that they've got. But he concluded his address to the staff by giving a few more details about the board's plan to get rid of him and some of the false pretexts they tried to push before they landed on the misuse of company funds narrative. Here was, here was that clip. There were tactical disagreements about the boldness of approaches soliciting donations. I was told, and I'm paraphrasing, by asking for X dollars right now, you will prevent 10X dollars down the road. That advice ran contrary to everything I knew to be true in my 13 years of fundraising. Um, but that conflict was even more fundamental. 
and essentially boiled down to this. And my vision, I'm going to paraphrase Howard Rourke, the architect, quote, I don't have, I don't build in order to have donors. I have donors in order to build. That's what I believed, and I felt like we had a conflict of visions. We measure our success in terms of what we produce, not just in terms of our wallets. That was a pretty fundamental conflict, I felt. The day prior, I had informed him in front of his colleagues that he, if he wasn't willing to follow my lead, he'd be shown the door. I tried to deal with it privately, but I was unsuccessful, and the disagreement boiled over publicly in a staff meeting. The next day, this individual refused to resign, so I fired him. Later that same day, that's Feb Thursday, February 2nd, a few days after the 50 million views Pfizer videos, I was informed by a different officer of Project Veritas that he would go to the board in a few hours from that moment and have an emergency vote to restructure this company. Receiving an agenda in my email while I was sitting on an airplane tarmac with the doors closing, the, the meeting was scheduled for the moment that my plane landed in Nashville. It became clear to me in that moment I would be removed from my position at Project Veritas by the time I landed at my destination. So, our mission continues on. I'm not done. The mission will perhaps take on a new name, and it may be no longer called Veritas, so Project Veritas. I'll meet a bunch of people around me, and I'll make sure, I'll make sure you know how to find me. So with that, I'm going to collect my things. I'm going to load them into my car. And I hope to see some of you soon. I mean, that's a Jerry Maguire moment right there, right? I mean, he didn't straight up make people decide on the spot and force, you know, kind of pressure Renee Zellweger into doing it. I get that. By the way, I love that little kid in that movie. Oh, he's dynamite. Was it the human head weighs eight pounds? Um, but by, by the way, I can't wait for Project Paratos to do a video on Project Veritas. <laughs> that know? would be great. Like, well, yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're, it, that's, just, that's what's so funny about this. When they went after him earlier, and, and now they do this, now they oust him, they force him out. It's like, you guys, he's going to get back at you. You know oh, that, right? Like, percent like, like, it's happening. It, <laughs> I, and I can't wait for it. I mean, but, even if it's not a new hire, there could be someone in there that's already, like, on it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> just waiting for the right time. But but it's it's pretty obvious with all of this to me, and I think it's obvious to you guys, too. You're a very smart and, and well-informed audience. That the board knew that they had to get rid of James because outside forces were telling them they had to get rid of James. So this whole narrative about fundraising and the board disagreeing with how James, you know, going about fundraising that boiled over to, you know, into this public argument that we're seeing now, that's just an attempt of what will stick and what won't. Let's just throw some shit up against the board and see what works with the ultimate goal and the ultimate necessity, in our case, the case of Project Veritas and their board, of getting James out of here. Them, them calling for, as, he, as James brings it up there, calling for this emergency meeting as he's leaving town is also very telling. Whoever was calling these board members wields a lot of power because they were making things happen within days, right on the heels of that Pfizer report being released. And this, I mean, this, Disco, you're a Chicago guy. 
Project yeah. Veritas is going to be like the Chicago Bulls right after Michael Jordan retired in 93. Oh, 100%. They're going to have it's, some it's, good it's... players. Some good things are going to happen. They might even make the playoffs. But, but the soul of the team is gone. Well, they're going to try to replicate what O'Keefe was doing. They're going to get pretty close. But it's not going to have the same unction, the same wasta, whatever you want to call it, behind it. It's just going to be like, well, this is what James did. And I bet you that's going to be something that's going to be banned from being said inside those that office. Can't say this is what James would do. we got to do something different. Can't right. say that. Well, right. <laughs> okay, well, then, the reason why, why is it not successful? Well, because we changed it. We got rid of the key ingredient. We got, yeah. we got, got rid of Jordan. You know, yes, he retired. But well, you know, temp, yeah, so they thought. Um, <laughs> so what a sad time that was, too, because, you know, basketball changed forever then and it went it went south. But um, all right, let's get to question of the day before we take a break here, uh, which is this. You, you get your head, get your head wrapped around this. Name a movie that was redone, meaning they did a new updated version and was better than the original. It's a tough task. It's a tall order. Most people don't get it right, but I'm curious. I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Again, name a movie that was redone and was better than the original. We'll get your responses on the other side of the break. We'll also talk about war because things, like I said at the at the beginning of the show, just got a whole lot more frosty. Stick around. Our foundation and our principles being around the ability to create health and happiness. Um, but we won't stop there. Being able to identify the real issues, the health and wellness space, doctors, pharma, biotech, in, in my opinion is predicated on managed care. There is an approach to some cures per se, but there hasn't been a real focus on the cause. So this company, Root Wellness, is a game changer because they have developed products that actually help people detox the bad things out of their body and then support their bodies to wellness by putting in things into the body that will help the body perform and work at an optimal level. Because of all the disease and because we're not taking care of our earth, our environment, our bodies, we're not doing great. One out of seven boys is going to be born with autism. I, I don't even know what to say about that, to be honest. The fact that our diabetes, obesity is going up by 20 to 30% a year, and the fact that we're fighting cancer and autoimmune disorders and it's only getting worse. You didn't used to hear about ALS. You didn't used to hear all the time about Parkinson's and now it's everywhere. And it's because of the fact that our bodies need more support. Initially, when I worked on the products, I knew that I had children that were sick, I had family members that had cancer, I had had Lyme's disease and cancer. Um, we had a lot of stuff that we had to deal with in our family, like Alzheimer's, dementia. I wanted products that would help people in those areas because I knew that my family would take it and we needed it. We're giving people the tools that they need um, to go out there especially in today's environment, so that they're as healthy as they can be and they can withstand whatever life throws at them. So Clean Slate is the foundation product of Root Wellness. 
Clean Slate honestly is better living through biochemistry. A simple, safe, systemic approach to remove toxins from, from our system. And so I always tell people, you know, you take the trash out in your house every day, why aren't you taking the trash out of your body? Zero In is a product that's really what it says it is. It helps you zero in on performance, zero in on what you're focused on. Zero In is really simple. It's dopamine and serotonin on demand. You want mental focus, clarity, cognitive function, feel good, sleep good. So Restore is a product that does what it says it does. It's, it was made to, after you're detoxing and you're getting your body to zero in and focus, to restore the overall body. It's a strategic combination of ingredients that will help restore your gut, but help your body reduce inflammation and, and function better in conjunction with its siblings remove the bad stuff, put amazing stuff in, and let your body handle the rest. Because we're made to be amazing. We just haven't unlocked the potential until now. here we go let's get to some responses let's get into the question of the day then we're going to get into everything that's happening overseas which should scare the living piss out of everybody it's just not good it's not good my people but let's get to some of those answers amy says judge dread okay you know what i'm gonna be honest i didn't see the new one but okay i appreciate that you're always a a strong participant in the chat Let's let's go hit the Shelby. They're still making movies. Hollywood still exists. I had no idea. <laughs> uh, original movies are usually better than the remakes, but the new Conan the Barbarian movie has a sexier actor for sure. Oh, that's Amy as well weighing in. Okay, um, I'll take that. I'm not concurring and saying that said individual is sexy, but I'll, I'll take uh -huh. the answer. Sure. Uh, yep. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Uh, <laughs> So let's get a, the new red. So I'm I'm glad I'm glad there was a caveat for this one. The new Red Dawn isn't too bad, but it's not the original. That's a hard question today. It is a hard question today. Again, we're here to challenge you guys. Uh, anyone who thinks the new Red Dawn, by the way, is better than the original, we're gonna have some we're gonna have some words. Um, it's just it, the original is so much better. Uh, okay, MJ Thompson, Jumanji. That's a good one. The new ones are good. They really are. I, I've watched them all. I've enjoyed them all. But the new one is is good. The Italian job. Good answer. Mm -hmm. Jill says Maverick. Not sure if it's a remake or a sequel. I'd put that in sequel category. It's but that sequel. was epic. Yeah. That is the best sequel, I think, maybe ever made. That was. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I would say, you know, obviously there's two more after it. But like, you look at the Back to the Future. Like, the second one was actually a really good second movie for Back to the Future. But then it went to the third, so it became a series. Yeah, Maverick as a sequel goes, amazing. Amazing. Scarface with Al Pacino, Titanic. Was there another Titanic? I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm just going to trust you guys because you're in the audience. Maybe it's just a joke. I, was, I wasn't aware of it. Um, but New Judge is pretty good. I'm assuming uh, new, new Judge Dredd. Uh, Texas Pano also coming in with the Italian job. D Donner, New Red Dawn sucks. I agree. I think it was just trash. They had some decent people in it, but it was just trash. What are you going with, Disco? It's hard. I mean, like, 310 to Yuma was a great uh, remake. Ocean's Eleven, that was a great another remake. I mean, yeah. like, that was that, that was, was incredible. Movie. Went on to do 
you know, two more after that. I don't yeah. like the Ocean Seven. That one I, I couldn't get behind. Not because it was all female, just I just didn't like it. It just it was to me the story wasn't compelling. Well, it's it ridiculous. Enough. I heard today they're making a new Starsky and Hutch, but you know that the 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 twist on it? Starsky and Hutch are women. Like, stop it. Just make your own thing. Wow. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh I, I pulled up a list here. Um Yeah, I don't like oh, the mummy? That was another good remake. I mean like, Which one? Know? It was saying like the first, so like there was the original one, which was great, the black and white one, fantastic. Okay, but the, the Brendan, Brendan Fraser one, not Fra- the yeah. Tom Cruise one. No, 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 not the Tom Cruise one. Okay, the Brendan Fa- Fraser, you know, so that one's actually you know come back twice, um, and uh, you know some people said they liked the new King Kong with Jack Black, and I wasn't a fan of it. I, it okay. was okay. It was okay. I felt like it was a, a reach for um, Peter Jackson. You know what? Um, I, I'm going to sound kind of just weak here. Um, but you know, it was a cute movie is, was, uh, Pete's dragon Disney. Yes. Did it. it was the original, it was originally an animated original. one, but I've yeah. watched it with the kids and I loved it growing up. We watched it. That was, well, that, that was a sweet movie. I liked that. No, it was live action slash animation. Right. Right. Yeah. The it dragon wasn't, wasn't real. No, I thought you meant like the whole movie was a cartoon. I just, oh, 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 yeah. The original. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, I'm not sure. I sure don't want to do a redo of World War II with World War III. F News says, absolutely. We're going to talk about that in just a second here. I don't know. I don't know what my answer is because I'm such an originalist. I like the originals better. I do like the Italian job response because they did a great job with that. That was such job, a yeah. – anytime that's on TV, like on the weekend, it's like, all right, fine, whatever. I'll, I'll pop it on. Um, I had a bad experience. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, yeah, I, I don't know if I could pick one. I mean, it's hard because like some of them are good, but you know, uh, if you haven't seen three, I'd say I would have to stick with three ten, three ten to Yuma. If you haven't seen the newest, that was one good. With they Christian did, yeah. Bale and um, yeah. I can't remember his name. Guy from Gladiator, um, Russell Crowe. Yes, there it is. I'm just horrible with actors' names. Gone in sixty seconds. That was good. Yeah. Um, I'd like I'd like them to see the do, uh, do uh, bring Tom Hanks back and do. The man who knew too little. Oh, no, no, the man with one red shoe. That one. If they could do a the man sequel. with one red shoe is a great. I'll never forget that movie. <laughs> yeah, like it's a great movie. I think they should <laughs> do like a, a sequel to it. Now it's you know thirty something years later. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> All right, we got some good. We got some good chatter. It's, it's something for people to think about. Okay, I gave you some homework yesterday in booze and banter. We're going to get to that today. But now you've got some homework for today. As Matilda says, sharing is caring. Guys, make sure you hit that like button, whichever platform you're on. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're engaging. Uh, Rumble, Gitter, Facebook, Twitter, you you name it. YouTube, wherever the hell you are, we're glad you're here. Please continue to engage. Please make sure you subscribe to the page and please hit that like button. Okay, so let's, let's get into this because a year ago to the day, we were told that if Russia invades Ukraine... The U.S. will help Ukraine defend itself. Somehow, that's turned into full-on regime change in Russia. And this concept or theory or hope by some of the elites in D.C. of Putin being arrested, put on trial for war crimes, some, some, some extreme like that, right? Which is a huge escalation from where we were a year ago, where we were going to provide rifles and some ammo. Like we did at the very beginning. I was not a big fan of that either. But how is this for, let's talk about where things kind of went this week. And we talk about this frequently, right? And there's always these escalations. There's never any off ramps for peace. There's never any discussion 
for peace talks. But let's talk about this dangerous rhetoric. Because Ukraine said this week that our tanks will be parked on Moscow's Red Square and that will be justice. That was from the Ukraine Defense Council boss, Oleksiy uh, Danilov. Worldwide, F, uh, F News just talking about it over on, on, uh, on Rumble. World War III is nothing that any of us signed up for. But it continues to look like where we're headed. By the way, where are all the liberal voices, conservatives too, who are putting Ukrainian flags on their social media profiles throughout the past year? Where are they now? The anti-war can't be pro-war now, right? Especially pro-nuclear war, or, or are they? We talked about that yesterday. This is such a confusing time where you've got all these anti-war people for, for, for decades who are now all of a sudden like, let's do it. Like, what? No. What are you talking about? The American left is a nihilistic cult who believe that destruction of the planet is, is inevitable. It's just going to happen. So in their eyes, may, I, I'm just pontificating here. Maybe they're just like, well, the escalation of the war in Ukraine doesn't seem like a big deal. What's, I mean, it's, it's happening anyways. Things are going down this path anyways. But Danilov also called uh, Putin Hitler's evil twin, said that Putin would end up killing himself in a bunker just like Hitler. Certainly not words, we're going we're gonna to put tanks in Red Square and, and Putin's going to kill himself and Putin is akin to Hitler and all these things. Those are not de-escalating words. I don't know who needs to hear that. But there's nobody in the, on the planet who seems interested in brokering any kind of peace deal. Trump talked about it a few weeks ago. No one paid attention to that. But no one else. No one's talking about peace talks. No one's even talking about a ceasefire. And the longer this goes on, the more I have questions about Zelensky and his preferred outcome of this war. If it's regime change that he's going for, y'all, we're in serious trouble. And there's plenty to to speculate on and we can't just speculate but it's it's certainly kind of seeming to look that way like regime change is an option it's it's a goal something that they're pursuing especially when you have warmongering buffoons like lady graham back here in the states who continues to push for the united states to provide fighter jets to ukraine you know to to kind of real quick go back to what danilov was saying about how He's the evil twin. He's going to kill himself. With well, that was after six years of fighting, and uh, and, and and they were getting in close. You know? Like there was there was a lot of things that happened happening to that moment. That happened to that moment. So if he's saying we're going to skip that and it's just going to happen here, Putin's just going to go and yeah, <laughs> like, like like no no no. A lot of people had to die. A lot of things had to happen in order for that to get to that moment. Right. So. Is he is is he is he saying that the world everyone in the world is willing for all that to happen again? <laughs> I don't know what anyone's saying anymore. <laughs> I mean, remember when the Democrats last year were calling they were pushing for no fly zones? Democrats, including Adam Kinzinger. I mean, shit libs everywhere. There's people all over again, not just libs. It, it was it was conservatives too, chanting for no fly zones until until. They took a second and realized, not because they were smart enough to realize, but because they listened, some of them, that to enforce a no-fly zone, 
you have to shoot down enemy aircraft, which would in turn spark World War III. There's so many things that we're facing right now. Again, because there are no options for peace, there's no ceasefire discussions, there's no peace talk discussions. It's just escalate, 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 escalate. And now you've got China who's considering supplying Russia with weapons. Don't worry, though. The State Department said and warned China not to get involved, to which I'm sure China heeded for sure. I mean, everyone's scared of the State Department. Everyone's scared of the United States right now with Joe Biden in charge. They parked a damn spy balloon over our nuclear missile silos and said, what are you going to do about it? And we did nothing. Then days after the embarrassment, Biden ordered the military to shoot down weather balloons to be shot down as a show of strength, just like they killed a family and children in Kabul, outside of Kabul, after 13 service members were killed by the, by the Taliban. None of this is going well. None of it is going well because American foreign policy is based on <clears throat> faculty lounge theories that, <clears throat> excuse me, that enemy appeasement is the best course of diplomacy. It's not. Weakness begets weakness, and that's what we are in the middle of, guys. That's where we are. But we showed you yesterday, getting my days, yeah, it was yesterday. We showed you yesterday how Biden made a surprise trip, right, to to Ukraine, went on a train to Kiev, and then today he delivered a speech in Warsaw, Poland, denouncing Putin's war of aggression against Ukraine. like a, a, like, like a, thing he's always wanted to do i want to ride a train right i'll, like, I'll think about think about how many stories we're going to hear about the damn train in ukraine that he wrote on we're going to hear it forever i mean for, forget all the other stuff that's going on that's way more important than than his crazy ass stories but we are we're going to hear about it. and I, there was a time where i rode a train there and my pop told me your pop's been dead for a long time they'll bring up because he always brings up Bo, but it'll come back to the train ride because he loves that. But getting back to his speech today in Poland. So there's a couple things I, I, I want to unpack. The first thing being this. I'm going to read this, this quote. They've targeted civilians with death, destruction, used rape as a weapon of war, stolen Ukrainian children children, excuse me, as an attempt to steal Ukraine's future from train stations, maternity, hospital school, from maternity uh, hospitals, um, schools, and orphanages. No one, no one can turn away their eyes from the atrocities Russia is committing against the Ukrainian people. It's abhorrent. So in this paragraph, when you look at at what Zelensky, who apparently is running our country too, when you look at what he wants to do and how it looks like he wants regime change and how his people are talking about putting tanks in Red Square, and then you listen to what Joe said today in Poland, this this is him laying out justification for regime change by labeling Putin as a war criminal. And I don't think that he thinks for a second or anyone else in leadership as dumb as some of the people in leadership are in America right now think that he's just going to be like, yeah, you're right, I'm going to step down. But I think the tactic is an effort, an attempt to push those inside the Russian government who don't agree with Putin you know, entirely to stage a coup against him. As we saw with James O'Keefe, we talked about him earlier, effective coups always start from within. They have to. And the objective is for people close to Putin to not be lumped in with Putin. Because if they're lumped in with him, 
then they're labeled war criminals themselves. They eventually go on trial in The Hague, like Slavodan Milosevic. So an easier out is to, not this is not easier, but you assassinate Putin or you send him in exile. I don't see him living in exile, but you do something to distance yourself from them and try and take things down from within. I want to watch uh, Project Valkyrie now with Tom Cruise where they try to kill Hitler. You, you know, know what? I never inside. saw that movie. I never saw it. Oh, you oh. Oh man, you got to watch. It's really did it fantastic. Okay. Uh, please. I'll have to check it out. Please. <laughs> please. Yeah. I'm being begged. <laughs> if not, when I'm there, when I'm there, we will watch it together. I love it. Well, so the other part of the speech that jumped out to me. So, him labeling and kind of propping up this Putin's a war criminal rhetoric, which a lot, paves the path for a lot of things, is one very big thing to pay attention to. And a lot of people aren't going to say anything about that. But, but the other part is, is, and this is something we've talked about as it pertains to this specific deal throughout, is when he referred to Article 5 of the NATO Treaty. An attack on one NATO member is an attack on all NATO members. I, we, we didn't bring in the clip. But you can go find it. He talked about that today and made that, made that statement. But him making that statement for the entire world to hear is an audio and video record that can be pulled up at any time and replayed to justify a NATO military response to Russia. Remember how quickly, how quickly Zelensky was yelling and screaming that NATO had to retaliate against Russia for a rocket that landed in Poland and killed two Polish farmers. You had our intel, our intel uh, sources that were reporting it was an errant rocket that was launched from Ukraine and may have veered off course. Or, or, or it was a deliberate act by Zelensky to force an invocation of, of Article 5. When these politicians give speeches, they make these big pronouncements and use catchy phrases that people will remember. We always talk about paying attention to the actual verbiage, the words, the phrases that these Democrats in particular, but any of these scumbags from D.C. use. It matters. Pay attention to the small details of the speech. Biden bringing up Article 5, which he's done before, but Biden bringing up Article 5 in conjunction with calling Biden a war criminal is on purpose. It lays out the pretext for any U.S.-led NATO strike against Russia. Combine that with the rhetoric that is ramped way up of the Ukrainians saying they're going to park tanks in Russia's Red Square. Y'all, that's some crazy stuff right there. It's not good. I'm going to skip past this next one. We had, I'll just recap it, though. The, the, Jens Stoltenberg, the, the chief of, of NATO, said that Russia cannot succeed in its war against Ukraine. We don't need to watch the clip. That's what he says. So everyone's coming in lockstep with all these statements, which they've been, but the rhetoric keeps escalating and scaling and scaling and scaling to a treacherous and scary level. And as I say every day, I've said multiple times even today, none of these leaders are giving any options to resolve this conflict other than Russia being pushed out of Ukraine, Putin being arrested and tried for war crimes, all that stuff. The United States does this all the time we do it all the time and we should know by now that regime change and then nation building 
None of this stuff ever works in America's favor. Never. Think of a time when it has. The same two results always occur. American lives are lost. And taxpayer dollars, your money, your hard-earned money, is wasted. Those are the outcomes. Nothing is actually solved over there. We just get punched in the nuts. And again, people are, oh, you're a Putin. I'm not a Putin sympathizer. But I also know when an apex predator is forced into a corner, it's going to fight. And it's going to fight with savagery that it has to, to muster up any kind of, just, just to preserve itself, to preserve its way of life. Right now, we showed that clip a couple weeks ago. I think it was on Booze and Banter of the bear at the circus. It was a Russian circus, oddly enough, who turned (laughs) and and just attacked one of the handlers. Putin is a circus tiger, bear, whatever you want to say. And Zelensky and his crew and and our people in D.C. too are these sadistic animal trainers who keep whipping and poking the tiger with hot pieces of metal while ridiculing it saying nasty stuff, belittling the lethal beast. Eventually, you know what's going to happen. You should. I just don't get it, guys. Well, it's it's one of those things where it's like, well, he hasn't done anything in the past. But yes, we had leaders that showed strength through peace. Or peace through strength, excuse me. Turn go. that around. Yeah, peace through strength. They, they, they went and... And told them, you can't do this. You can't do that. They went. They they, <laughs> they actually did their job. <clears throat> and here it is, all these things that, if it would have been nipped in the butt at the beginning, we wouldn't be here. But it wasn't. Yeah. It was just like talked about. Like, well, if he does anything else, you know, like we're deliberating on what we're going to do. So you just gave him a hall pass. Thank you very much. And it, that was the hardest thing to see in those press conferences when it started happening, when Biden's like, well, we're still talking about it. It's like, well, he's already got tanks moving. What is there to talk about? <laughs> but, okay, talk. But then we saw nothing. We saw nothing happen. Right. And, yeah. And said, so you know, awesome. <laughs> awesome. And, 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 people, and people are surprised that we're here right now with all this being said. And they're like, what? How could this happen? Yeah. What do you mean? What do you yeah. mean? How could this happen? <sighs> Jill, I disco, I have strength through peace. There you go. You've got someone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and Mr. Wonderful, who's had lots of comments and some, some great comments over on YouTube. There's a reason why the mainstream media is pushing one distraction after the next one. Biden's corruption is exposed every week or every other week. Absolutely. It's, there's so many reasons. There's so many things that have to be covered up and not discussed which is why we're seeing a bunch of stuff like some of the stuff we're going to talk about perhaps on the other side of the break here. We had a, uh, there's more going on in Ohio. There's been a lot going on today. We're not going to have time to get into all of it before we go to booze and banter, but there was another explosion. And in fact, let's skip the break. There was another explosion in Bedford, Ohio, but there was also one in Florida. There was one outside. There was, um, there was at least three more. I'm blanking on the, 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 the States now, but uh, we've got them. We're going to talk about them. If not in booze and banter on the show tomorrow, but there's one that, that rocked Ohio. And this time, it was a factory explosion that's killed at least one person and injured at least a dozen more. And you can kind of see some of the B-roll here. We'll put it up. I can see it in preview. Let's, yeah, let's... I'm just getting the volume down so you can talk over Okay, it yeah, let's, let's roll that because out. it just kind of has some, you know, aerial footage noise going on behind it. But you can see that smoke. The, the blast smoke went billowing into the sky that could be seen for miles. This particular factory is 15 miles southeast of Cleveland. And happened at the I. Schumann 
and Company Metals Plant in Bedford, uh, Ohio. Not Iowa, excuse me. The cause is unknown. The investigation continues. But you look at this. There's been this uptick of fires at food processing plants, train derailments, power plants being shot up, manufacturing facilities mysteriously exploding. And I don't know about you guys. And again, I, I can see how this can be conspiratorial, sound conspiratorial. But even since you know the show was written today and we picked the topics, three, four, maybe even five more of these events happened today across the United States of America. And it feels like we're under attack. It sounds paranoid. I don't even like saying that or sounding that way. But these explosions, fires, and derailments seem to be happening more frequently than in the past and at minimum should be noted and paid attention to. And here's why I'm paying more attention to them. The very reason, it's just like with COVID, it's just like with any kind of election stuff, it's just like so many other things. When you bring it up and you're immediately shushed and shot down and called something, some derogatory term, it's like, okay, okay, we're on to something. We're over the target here. And that's, that's how this is. That's how this is. Every time you bring these up, again, the food processing plants is, is probably the, the greatest example in the last two years here. You look at the hundreds of food processing plants that have gone up in flames as we deal with significant troubles and issues across our country with supply chain crisis, food shortages, this, that, and the other. It's only going to get worse, but you bring that up and you're told to shut up and put on a list, put in a category. Here, you're, you're going to be in this bin. That's pretty damn telling, you guys. That should at least lead you to say, I'm going to unravel this thread a little bit further. Well, remember that, uh, that plane that got caught in the um, power lines in Maryland? Like at the end of the year, remember it was like two people's caught. You remember that? Vaguely, it sounds familiar. I just can't remember all well, the particulars. So, yeah, but so anyway, did some research on it. There's four food processing plants within like, I don't know, like 15 miles of where that plane got caught up in the power lines. And it's like not saying that that was what was going to happen, but why was the fl plane flying so low? What's right. going on here? And, you know, and it's like, and then uh, you know, before that, there was food processing plants that got hit by planes or got burned down two or in one week so, two in so, one week it, like, at first i thought i was crazy and i was like you know let me just go do some searching and i just you know well, where was it at and then and, and then open up the map and see what happened like wait a second. And, and here's the thing though let's be reasonable around here like we we tend to be there's people who come in and say we're not and that's fine they say all kinds of crazy things about me and that's great but <clears throat> if if they weren't doing that if they were just out for a joyride and, and the worst happened and they landed in that, then then so be it. That that absolutely could be the scenario. I'm not ruling that out and saying, oh, 100% certain it was going to go and, and crash into another food processing plant. But you should be able to talk about it. You should be able to have a discussion oh, about it. And, yeah. and if, if someone can say, take that one out of the equation, right? If someone <clears throat> can look at you straight in the face and say, that's not... It's not odd that two planes crashed into food processing plants and lit them on fire and destroyed all of their products in, in a span of one week. If they can say that with a straight face, those people are so jacked up that they can't be helped. Again, it doesn't mean there is a chance that it was coincidence, but it should, it should raise your level of awareness and, and curiosity to the point where you want to have a discussion. And when you say, hey, you can't discuss it, that's a massive freaking problem. Massive problem. <clears throat> I have to check this out. Mr. Wonderful says, Proof U.S.-U.K. funded biolabs manufacturing bioweapons in countries surrounding Russia. Uncovered by journalist Dilyana. I don't even know. 
Gaithan Jiva, I don't know how you say that, in her documentary called Diplomatic Viruses. I can say that. Everyone can understand that. I don't know. That that sound it's first of all, I've I've with the kind of work I've done before, I believe it. <clears throat> I'm not saying it was certainty, but I believe it, and I think that's worth checking out. Diplomatic viruses. I'll have to, I'll have to look Gatan, into that. Gatan Jiva. Gatan Jiva. She That's sounds cute. <laughs> um, okay, anyways, think about this, though. <clears throat> think about getting back on track as I'm meowing at people. She's a Bulgarian. Her name is hard to pronounce. That's okay. Okay, thank you, though. I appreciate the, uh, the tip, Mr. Wonderful. We'll, we'll check it out. How would the media be covering these events, all these fires, the one we just showed you in Bedford, what happened in East Palestine, Ohio, what happened in Florida today, what happened in the other two states that, for the life of me, I can't think of, but we'll talk about in booze and banter, if Trump were president, or if any, any take Trump out because his name is divisive, right? Any Republican was president. The media would be going after it. It would be this uh, uh, apocalyptic and feverish, you know, feverish reporting that America was under attack because of Republican foreign policy, reckless policy. They'd want to find an adversary to blame. That's how the war machine feeds itself. <coughs> Excuse me. That's how things work. And in, in our case, when it's, when it's the situation we're facing now with the D.C. Uniparty, with the radical left, with this Biden-Harris administration that obviously aren't in control but are being used as tools by the left, there's never any follow-up. There's never any resolution. We're just told we're crazy. All right, folks, we got to move on. We're going to take this supposed crazy conversation over to Booze and Banter. It's going to be on redvoicemedia.com. All you got to do is go to redvoicemedia.com Use promo code Drew, sign up, click premium, sign up. Again, put in promo code Drew, D-R-E-W. You can try it for a dollar. You can come hang out. We're going to talk gun control. We're going to talk DeSantis. We're going to talk a little bit of Trump. We're going to talk more, all sorts of stuff coming up. So come on over there. I appreciate all that you did, all the engagement in the chat today. Please hit that like button on the way out. Please share today's episode. All of that goes a long way in helping us. I'll put the link once again in the chat. We hope you have a great day. If for some reason you can't make it there, we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Be safe, be smart, be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on drewberquist.com. 